We're Tiffany and Nina, the hosts of the Literally Dead podcast. The Literally Dead podcast is a lifestyle podcast that covers a wide range of topics from pop culture to navigating big life changes, from career changes to marriage to breakups. There will also be a lot of other weird stuff, but don't worry, we think you'll like it. Subscribe to our channel on SoundCloud and iTunes and follow us on Instagram at Literally Dead Podcast. I kind of clued you in that I had an amazingly rough night that carried over into the day. Mm-hmm. And um, that made this record, we're an hour late past our initial recording time. So my bad. I was under the impression, Nina, <laughs> that when you turn 30, you're just supposed to not have days like this where you're you do not have your shit together. But apparently... Um, this was life telling me that it doesn't just happen overnight. But anyway, so last night I I knew this was a mistake. My brother offered me a late night Pepsi at like 8 (laughs) o'clock. I knew I shouldn't have done it. I don't even like Pepsi, but I did it. I drank the whole thing. And literally I was up all night. I woke up at 2. My heart was racing And I stayed up all night just with intense anxiety and trying to, like, Mm -hmm. solve the world's problems. I didn't sleep, like, at all. Um, And I had a dentist appointment in the morning. So I got up super late, was literally rushing to get there. I took – I left my car at my parents' house. I still sleep over at my parents' house when I'm 30. (laughs) And I uh, took (laughs) – Took their car, didn't bring my house keys. My phone was on like 5%. Got, I was five minutes late to my dentist appointment. Rushed in. It took forever. And then I'm texting you because I realized I don't have the keys to my apartment, which is where all the recording gear is. And right as I'm texting you, my phone dies. And so I don't have the keys. I can't get into the building. To get in the building, you have, you can. The one workaround is you can call yourself in the call box and buzz yourself in. And my phone was dead. I couldn't do that. So I had to call Ben, who's in um, San Francisco. He's not even anywhere near here. He didn't even ask. No questions asked. He just buzzed. He didn't even say hi. He just buzzed me right in, which is classic. Um, And then I had to beg the front desk to use their master key to let me in. And I had to – I'm, like, paying for parking on the curb because I can't leave my apartment um, to put the car in the garage. But finally, we're here. No, I understand that. I started – I had my first Coca-Cola when we were in Europe for like the first in, you know, since I was like, I don't know, 13. And I couldn't sleep. And I was like, what the hell? There's actually caffeine in this shit? So I get it. I know. And I'm thankful for friends like you who helped get me back on track. Speaking of friends, we are going to talk about that this episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We wanted to talk about um, the importance of friendships – And also, as part of like a life changes conversation, we wanted to talk about how your female friendships change throughout the years as you get older and what they start to mean to you versus what they meant to you back then and all of that that comes in between all of that. So I don't know what I just said, but (laughs) I'm really excited to talk about it because we have had a really interesting road through our friendship personally and a lot Mm -hmm. of growth in between. So uh, yeah, let's let's get started. You know, like you said, I think we've had a really unique friendship, a really special friendship um, that I'm very grateful for. But obviously, it's a weird one also, but I think that makes it 
you know, all the more better. Um, I think one of the things that I thought was interesting too, just uh, kind of touching on the friendship thing before we like get deep in the weeds with our relationship. Um, I have been reading a book, which I'm th- sure a lot of our, our listeners are familiar with. It's a little bit older, but it was very popular. Um, it's called The Happiness Project by Gretchen Rubin. She has a podcast and a blog. She's super awesome. Super I actually insightful. haven't read it. But you've heard so of it, I'd yeah? to know. I've heard of it, yeah, yeah. But maybe I, you can tell me more. Yeah, so I'm finishing it up so I can bring it over to you. But anyways, like cool. just by chance, I was reading um, two nights ago the chapter on happiness that she has. She essentially like chooses something, a commandment is what she calls them, to focus on for every month, like instead of resolutions. And so for the month that I was reading, which was like the section of the book, it was friendships. So one of her goals was, you know, like how to be a better friend um, and how to be there, you know, and things of that sort. A lot of the stuff that, you know, we'll probably be touching on during this podcast and a lot of the things that we talk about a lot um, as humans. But one of the really interesting things, and I think it's so important to remember um, that she mentions is that like through all her research when preparing for this book, she found that um, everyone from contemporary scientists to ancient philosophers all agree that having strong social bonds is probably the most meaningful contributor to our happiness as humans. So, I mean, that makes total sense, obviously, but I mean, I think we definitely live in a world where it's easy to forget that, right? Because there is so much yeah. pressure put on us um, from other uh, places. May it be money, um, career, you know, whether you're skinny enough, things of that sort. Um, so, but but at the end of the day, you know, it is those meaningful relationships. So I think that's really interesting and um, just kind of sheds some light on, you know, why this topic is so important. And it's really important to discuss it and kind of reflect on the relationships in your life. Yeah. And the answer, it's almost so simple, but why is it so hard for us to get? I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's a weird thing about life, but I don't know. Um, but going back to our special friendship, Tiffany. <laughs> our special friendship. It's a very special one. I, it really is like one of the more, I mean, I consider it to be one of the most unique and like meaningful relationships that I have right now, just because of like the weird path that we've been on. <laughs> I think so too. And we talk about it a lot, but at the same time, I'm really curious to see if our views of each other growing up and if our views of our friendship um, are the same. I'm sure we have different takes, which is also what I have really liked about it. Yeah, definitely. I know you have a lot to say about dance. So I'm going to let you I'm going to let you take the dance portion. This is one where we have different memories and we've talked yes. about it. Okay. So I'm going to let you take the lead on this. I'm so excited. Um so just as a background even before this whole dance debacle happened where I <laughs> attempted dance for a hot minute and thought maybe it's something I would one day be good at. No. Um <laughs> Nina and I we went to the same We've actually known each other most of our lives. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I know. We went to really elementary school together and grew up. It was kind of funny. We were always within arm's reach of each other and kind of on the edge of the same circles. But we didn't really become friends until even like late college mm-hmm. and and then post-college. Yep. Um, 
which I find actually incredible since we were so accessible to one another growing up. So it was really interesting, kind of the paths we took and how being in physical proximity didn't necessarily make us friends. But to me, that's what makes our friendship more genuine is it's not out of convenience at all. But that being said, we, I remember this, we took hip hop together in like seventh grade, I think, seventh or eighth grade Mm -hmm. um, at this dance academy where everyone took dance classes. Everybody. We were in the same, everyone. (laughs) Um, We were in the, we were in like intermediate slash advanced, you call it that, (laughs) hip hop. You don't, you literally don't even remember me in the class. That's the story of my life. I had to tell you we had the class together because <laughs> I can't honestly say if it was based on dance skill, although I will give you that credit now, um, or just like your awesome personality, but you were in the group with the good slash cool dancers. So you hung out with, I remember this girl with the messy bun who was like the good dancer. And I was always part of the white girls who can't dance group that loitered in the back row. Uh, you know the ones. They're always in the shadows, just kind of trying to avoid uh, mirror time. Right. And uh, you actually found the group photo recently. I think you yes. should post it. It's <gasps> oh my god, we're wearing we cargo pants. It's pretty terrible. No, we definitely will. I don't remember being popular or cool or a good dancer like in any point uh, at my time at the dance academy, which is like really interesting to me. But I think that that speaks to how insecure and how anxious I've been my entire life. But, um, no, I mean. I remember it. Like, Very, I don't remember. Um, I, I Maybe I, I I don't know. I didn't feel like I was anything special. But it's interesting that you thought that. But that's also you just were front interesting. Row. Front row. I don't – why would I be – I don't even sit in front row in, like, my, like, bar classes now or yoga. I'm, like, uh, back row. No. It might have been just the affiliation with Alex, the um, dancer of the yeah, class. Who I, I don't, don't know, but either way, I wonder where she let's is give now. you some credit. I don't know. I tried to look her up. Stop. You know her last this name? This is so creepy. No, oh. I don't. That's why I was like, what am I doing? Alex. I tried to look <laughs> her up really and Google just Alex. deduce that she looks the same as she oh, did in seventh grade. I just think that that's funny because that's not – I mean, that memory that you have is like just a perfect example of how like two people can remember something like totally different. You know, yes. like it's honestly kind of scary, but I have a lot of memories from that dance academy. And like, honestly, most of them are bad, like not bad, like something bad happened, just like feelings of like being insecure. And I think that's really sad, actually, now that I'm thinking about that. My biggest memory there is I laugh about it now, but it was really traumatizing. That same hip hop teacher in a different class at, um, that I was taking with her. Got super frustrated with us one day and like, you know, just shut the song off in the middle of the song, oh made God. us line up against, the, sit against the mirror and just stare at her while she ranted. And then she was pacing. I remember her going, who here thinks they even know the dance? And most people didn't raise their hand. And I'm the type of person where even if I think I do, I would never raise my hand. But for some reason, oh I truly I felt like I knew it. I raised my hand, which is so uncharacteristic of me. Mm -hmm. And she's going down the line, pointing at every person. She's like, no, no, you kind of do. You cut like anyone who raised their hand. And she got to me and she goes, you definitely don't. And then (laughs) kept going down the line. And I remember being like, 
No. What? So, um, well, yeah, suffice it to say, my dance career ended pretty. Now that prematurely. I'm an adult, though, or whatever we are, I don't even know. She probably was going through a real hard time. Think about it. She was probably like, what? I don't even know. Like, I can't even picture our dance teachers and know how old they were, but I assume they were in their 20s. Yeah. And we went to different middle schools, actually. So we didn't see each yeah. other again in close proximity until high school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was the age of Zanga and Live Journal. Yeah, yeah. And MySpace. <laughs> but we won't oh, get into that. Not in this episode. The worst. One thing we have always had in common, though, is speaking of Zanga and Live Journal, is our love for writing and expressing ourselves. Yeah. Yes. I. In high school, I was actually – I mean, I still am, but I was a pretty passive and introverted person. And so – and I was actually pretty shy. Like I had – I would say I knew a lot of people and mm-hmm. we had conversations. And I really was uh, kind of nose to the grindstone. Like I just went to school, did my homework, talked to people, left. And I didn't really do much on the weekends with beyond my three or four friends. So I think that's also why, again, like you and I are on the edge of the same circles. Like we had a lot of mutual friends and we interacted occasionally, but we we didn't really hang out because that's just – I was already – I was so self-limiting in that capacity. Yeah, we were on different pages, I guess, if you will. <laughs> um, I High school was a really hard time for me, but parts of it were really fun. Um, but I was definitely a lot more social – I guess I you could say. I loved high school, though. I look back and I'm like, I was just friends with everyone. It was so fun. I had no drama, yeah, which is true. Yeah, I don't true. feel that way. But. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, high school, I, I, there were some good times, but like overall for me, like it is a more negative memory. But again, that was because like I partied a lot. We've already kind of talked about this, but I partied a lot and I had my heart broken pretty significantly, which caused me to really spiral out of control, (laughs) which I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate to that. Um, But I was also really insecure. I mean, even going back to like the dance thing, like I think the insecurity that I felt even when I was, you know, in middle school, which everybody feels really just kind of fed into more problems when I um, turned to high school. And I think the significance of the live journal and the Zanga um, movement (laughs) That happened um, in our high school was really was really great for me because I had always journaled like in an actual journal like ever since I was really young and you know write about stupid stuff. Um, but then like in high school, my closest friends who I'm still friends with now, um, they they just weren't as emotional as me. They weren't as uh, they didn't have depression, anxiety. They didn't have those type of things that I was dealing with, and so it made me feel really alone. Um, and yeah. the the blog was a place for me to really just write and share all of those like really intense feelings that I was constantly feeling. And I think that, you know, you were on there too, Tiffany. And that I feel like is where like before people made friends on the internet, like we became friends on the internet in a weird way, even though we knew each other in person. Like, yes, I think it's, it was really weird then that that happened. And now it's really normal. We interacted and followed each other's blogs and like you would comment and we kind of slowly like built our relationship there. And you, in a way, knew me better than some of my, some of my friends that looked like they were my close friends on the outside, you know. 
Isn't that so weird? Yeah, I think it is really weird. And the side of me that was writing and sharing those, you know, hard times through the journal, that was more the real me than the girl who was like at the party taking fucking shots and, you know, bong rips. Like that, (laughs) like the real me was the person that was, you know, writing um, and the person that you were seeing. So I think that that really like set the stage for, you know, the evolution of our friendship and kind of where we are now. I was a really big wallflower, but I really liked connecting with people mm-hmm. online. I felt a little um, braver. To your point, us interacting online really helped me like connect with you that way, where if we didn't have that platform, I just don't think our paths would have crossed, really. That's a really special memory that I actually have from that time. You know, now as an adult, when I'm like kind of evaluating like what makes me happy, what do I actually want to do? I go back to when I was a teenager and how writing in that state like made me feel and it made me feel a lot better, you know. And so now that's something that I try to do as an adult journal and like share my feelings in the same way. You know, what's something that's really sweet that I remember. I wrote one time towards the end of graduation. I wrote that I was afraid that nobody would remember me. And I'm not going to lie, I think that is the case. However, (laughs) I've come to terms with it. But you commented and said, that's not true. Like, people are going to remember you as being one of the nicest people they knew in high school. I mean, like, I still remember it to this day. Yeah. And I don't don't even – I mean, I don't remember writing that comment, but I'm 100% sure that I did because that's something that I would have said and that I believe still. So, like, those little moments go such a long way, which is pretty incredible. So maybe Live Journal wasn't the root of all evil. It was the root of, you know, us kind of transforming into the women that we are today. High school ended. Thank God. Thank God for me. Sad for you. <laughs> uh, I mean, I it wasn't my peak for sure, but I had an okay time. Uh, I'm like even embarrassed to say what I think my peak was, so I'm not even going to talk about it. But uh, – <laughs> Are you going to say, like, elementary school? <laughs> no, like, eighth grade. I was, like, so popular. I don't know. It was weird. And I had the best hair. <laughs> That's when you were in the hip-hop class. Okay, well, I guess middle school is my peak, guys. I'm the one person in the world that can say that. So far. I think you can have multiple peaks. Yeah. I think and I've had my one. Yeah. Yeah. My one for sure that I will say without a doubt is fifth grade, which is so <laughs> weird. But – and it's not just, like, what others thought of me, but – I, when I refer to peaks, it's what I thought of myself. Totally, yeah. So in fifth grade, I was having so much fun. I felt like I was super smart and just, I don't know. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. It was like there every day yeah. I was present. And mm-hmm. so if I could go back to fifth grade, 100% would turn back the clocks. What I consider my next peak, um, I don't know about you, but yeah, we graduated and then went to college. I was a <laughs> Red Bull promo girl, not like in a slutty way. Uh, just like in a normal <laughs> You drove way. the cute little yeah. Mini Cooper. If anybody's like familiar with the brand, you know like what I'm talking about. Anyway, so I did that a lot of college. And so we would go to like uh, OSU and U of O a lot to sample Red Bull, like to football games and everything. And I would always reach out to you when I was there. I tell you all the time. But one thing uh-huh. I really like about you, mm-hmm. and I think it's a rare quality, like so, so rare, something that I strive to have more of, um, but I don't. And it's also what made our friendship even possible, I think. 
um, was your intentionality. So I think that's something that in a world full of distractions and stimulants and smartphones, we've lost the ability to be really intentional with our friendships. And instead of letting everything fall into our laps or letting it be convenient, like sometimes you need to actually, you know, put a lot of effort in or reach out and do something that's not the convenient option to maintain friendships and start relationships. And you were really good at that. And you did it really early on. So every time you were at Oregon State, you'd reach out to me and say, even if it's like, I'm just going to come by and drop off a case of Red Bull or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's those little moments that honestly made our friendship possible. We're always in two different places at two different times and the world's a big place. And yeah, it would have been really hard to connect. Yeah. Well, I try to do that, but I don't do it with everybody. You're special. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that for one. But like also I... I try to be very intentional with my friendships as well, which we'll talk about as well, like moving forward. But if I decide that I really see a connection there and I really want to focus on it, then I then I do. And if I feel like I'm getting something back and I feel like it's reciprocated, then I will continue that. But I'm very like aware of that. I think a lot of us avoid it though because of that fear of having not having it returned, which is something we should just – What's the worst that can happen? You just move on, right? And invest yourself in other friendships. Yeah, I forget what it was. I was listening to some, maybe it was a podcast or a book, but yeah, it was kind of talking about that, how now like making friendships as adults, there's this fear of rejection. And I've definitely have felt that before where it's like, oh, like, do I want to ask this girl in this yoga like class to get wine after class? Or will she think I'm weird and say no? But it's like, okay, well, who cares if she says no? You don't know her. Like, yeah, she says no, she says no. Even when we see people on the streets that we used to know, oh. we both – like you both clearly know each other and you don't say anything. Oh, my God. I, but I – when someone actually just says hi and acknowledges that at one point we knew each other, it makes me feel really appreciated. Even if it's a fleeting moment and like just walking past each other on the sidewalk. So I had a New Year's resolution. I know a lot of people probably won't agree with me on that front but I actually had a new year's resolution once where I was like I'm gonna set aside my whatever it is whether it's my ego or my fears if I see someone that I know I'm just gonna say hi even if it means I have to remind them how they know me Mm -hmm. which is also a fear yeah and so I've been trying to get better at that and it's not taking up their time it's just literally acknowledging their presence yeah and that I've met them before I love that. I should do that more. And I know we've, we've it's hard. talked about this, but I did do it last time we saw somebody together that we knew. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we were actually really awkward. Yeah, we it, were. And amazing. we had a couple mimosas, thank God. I don't know that I would have said hi if I didn't have those in me. I think he said hi first. Yeah, probably. I mean. So I don't think it counts. Yeah. Anyways, I think that's great. <laughs> and I should do that more. Because, um, like, it can be weird, though. It's weird. But... We're adults, so you might as well. You have nothing to lose, you know? What happens is you made someone feel seen. Yeah. And appreciated. And the worst case scenario, they, they're they literally like, I have no idea who that person was. And you move on. We have no problem sharing our entire lives on social media. But we can't even say hi to one person that we met, like, in college, you know? It's like, come on. That's the thing. Pretending social media doesn't it's, exist. Like, yeah. We didn't just like each yeah. other's statuses. I know. Or I don't yeah. Know. Like if you're going to follow me on any social media, but you can't say hi to me in person, like that's a problem. I might adopt that as well. 
I keep going back to the convenience or the inconvenience of our friendship. Yeah. Like, you've never been the easy choice. Do you know what I'm saying? No, like, yeah. We've, we've never always lived, lived long distance. Yeah. We've never been in the same city. Yep. Um, but that's what I really like about it. Yeah. It's long. It's, it's a testament to how if you have a strong bond and friendship with somebody, distance doesn't matter. Well, I think we've exhausted our relationship and we can probably move on. We've already kind of touched on this a little bit, but um, about what friendship meant to us in our teens or even like I think college years. Because to me, like how I felt about friends when I was like 22 was really different to now. Um, but – and my friendships have changed and evolved a lot, including ours, obviously, which we already talked about. Um, but do you have any like particular – friendships or uh things that stick out to you um when you kind of reflect on the difference between your teens and your adulthood I guess I'll say I'll go back to kind of what I've been harping on the whole episode but my friendships in my teens were there was more time to be friends people weren't married with families and jobs that took up their lives and they're Friendships were more of a convenience factor. You're shoved into this school and you naturally spend eight hours every day, kind of like your work friends. Um, And nowadays, there's significantly less time. Sometimes it feels like there's no time. It is no longer convenient and it takes a lot more effort and attention. So that is how my friendships have morphed into adulthood, but they've become a little more rewarding because of that. I also have a couple of friends who I've been friends with since high school Mm -hmm. and um, our friendships have morphed along. They've changed a little from that, like, again, taking classes all day together yep. and, like, basically spending all day every day together to having our own lives, being bi-coastal, and how those have morphed have been super cool and how we've adjusted to it. And I So I appreciate the ones that made it through those transitions. Mm-hmm. My friendships in my adulthood seem to be more rewarding because they definitely take a lot more effort put into them. Yeah. No, I completely agree with that. Um, Same as you. Like, my friendships, you know, the people that I considered my best friends when I was in high school, I still have some relationship with some of them, but it's changed a lot and it's been through some up and downs. Um, And a lot of that, I think, is, again, just because of the distance like we talked about. Like, I – after I moved to L.A., I – and never really returned to Portland to live, it really changed a lot of the friendships that I had. And I kind of realized, okay, well, I just have to accept that our friendships are going to be different. And it was hard for me um, in some cases. Uh, But Mm -hmm. now I've finally, I feel like I'm finally kind of getting into my stride with some of these friendships. And I've accepted that this is the way that they are. And I would rather have them in my life than not have them in it at all, you know? even if it's not yes. the same. Um, and also, I have to remember, like you said, oh my gosh, in high school, like I lived next door to my best friends, like literally like next door. So <laughs> we were together nonstop. And that's something that's really special that I wouldn't change for the world, but like it's just not reality. Um, and a lot of my friends have kids now, um, which I'm so happy for them because um, I see the, you know, abundant amount of joy that having those children has given them um, and they deserve it. And I'm, it just makes me so happy, but like, I'm not there. Um, and quite frankly, yeah. I don't know when I will be there. Um, I want to get there, but like where Eric and I are in our marriage and where I am um, in my personal growth is just so different. Um, and that definitely has made our friendships, you know, 
made them kind of adapt and change um, into something different that meets our needs now. But I do agree that like now, like the new friends that I meet um, or that I've kind of like, you know, tended to and helped grow over the years are really the ones that, yeah, are more meaningful. And then I feel I'm getting more from and I feel that they're getting something from me, you know? Exactly. Like, I don't just want to like go out and party, (laughs) which I don't really do with anybody anymore unless it's like a real friend (laughs) or Eric, my husband. We love to party by ourselves. But um, yeah, like I just need people that are going to support me and cheer me on. I don't really see the yeah. point in having people in my life that aren't doing that at this point. Time is so precious. So figuring out what you need from friendships. Yep. What I need from friendships is honest affirmation. So I've had friends along the years who just – it's okay to joke and I am the most self-deprecating person of us all. I don't like to return the favor. And so when I have a friend who like beats up on me and mocks me constantly – it just doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. It's a bully. People enter my life like that. And I realize like I yeah. invite it because I sit here and I make jokes about myself. Yeah. And so people are like, oh, the door's opened for that's yeah. her kind of humor. But I never – I don't think people realize like I don't do that towards other people. It's just one of those things. But I've learned what I need in friendships is mutual and honest affirmation. Like I don't need someone to sit and pump up my ego and tell me I'm absolutely amazing all the time. But I would like us to support each other and lift each other up to be our best selves, whatever that may look like. Yeah. Um, but be also be honest when maybe, you know, I'm not doing something right or I yeah. didn't make the right decision. For me, I appreciate advice, but only when I ask for it. I know that that sounds like, okay, so for example, like if I'm going through, if I'm making a decision or I've made a decision and... Um, you know, I'm firm in this and I did it. I really want friends to be understanding and just no judgment. Like I don't want to feel like I'm being judged by my friends or by people that are close to me. And if there is any element of that, it makes me question the relationship and think like, okay, does does this person really know me? There's a difference from judging someone because that's what you want for yourself and you're projecting onto them. Yeah. And and guiding someone or giving honest feedback because that's what you want for them. Yep. And that's how – because you know them. The latter is like what I want. You know, I don't – I want that. Like it's, it's – and that's what I need. Going back to that, like I really want – like I'm looking for deep like connections with my friends. Like – and that doesn't need to be like, you know, having in-depth conversations about like whatever it is. But – It just means like I need to – I want a real connection, you know, because Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that those are the relationships that are making you happy. It's not the like, you know, acquaintances that like your Instagram like post and comment on your stuff. You know, like I'm not getting anything from that other than like, you know, that's like instant gratification type stuff, right? Like, oh, I feel good right now. But like I want stuff that's going to make me feel good all the time um, and that I I need to know that there are people that are going to be there that I can count on. I don't know about you, but, and this is, I think we probably have different perspectives on this maybe, um, but I've had a really hard time um, making new friends in my adulthood. And I think part of that is because we've moved three times. It was really hard in LA. Like all of our good friends in LA are actually people that we were already friends with and just ended up living in LA. That's probably not a surprise to a lot of people. It can be kind of a hard environment, but I do 
have a lot of really good friends from that point in my life. But like I said, they came into my life for different reasons. But um, it was a lonely time because I didn't have a lot of really close girlfriends um, when I was there. I didn't really make any really strong connections that we're talking about on the pod today or like what you and I have, Tiffany, um, while I was there. And that made it a really lonely time for me. Uh, When I moved to Bend, I did end up making some really close friends who um, honestly like taught me how to be a better friend also, which I think is really interesting. But it took a lot of work, but the environment was just a lot more welcoming and it made it easier. There's that like sense of rejection, I think, as an adult that I kind of talked on earlier too, that I'm I'm working on overcoming. Yes. If I see somebody or I have like a little conversation in the elevator, I'm like, oh, that girl seems cool. But like, is it weird if I ask her for coffee or like to get a drink? It's it's weird. Really hard. I don't, also, I th- we are surrounded by awkwardness. I think... <laughs> That's always existed in history, but we're all hypersensitive now. And I know. it's easier, like, it's easier to be awkward because there's so many other escape routes that you could take versus talking to someone directly. So, yeah. ironically, smartphones have made it harder to make random connections, like just asking a girl to go to yoga and without her thinking that that's just out of the blue and weird. Yeah. Yeah. Because if, like, if, Think about it. If you feel awkward at a party or – which is – a party is meant for you to socialize and make friends in theory, right? Oh, I hate but going to parties, If you feel though. awkward <laughs> – I know. Me too. So, but for example, I go to a party mm-hmm. I where I know the host and that's about it. Yeah. When I start to feel awkward, instead of talking to the stranger next to me or getting to know them, what do I do? I hop on my phone and ride the awkwardness out and just disengage completely and – but – what I'm really doing is I'm putting on this front saying, you can't talk to me because I'm currently involved with something and I don't actually have desire to talk to anyone right now. Yeah. And having that as an option then makes mm-hmm. any other random interaction feel awkward. Yeah. It's a horrible cycle. And it it's in some cases, I mean, I've been trying really hard not to do that um, anymore, even like not at a party, just like in general, like in a waiting room, for example. Like, I try to, yeah. like, not look at my phone and just be like, hi, like, how's the weather? Like, even dumb stuff like that. Like, it's so cliche, but, like, just having a conversation is stimulating, you know, to some extent. But I get it in, like, social situations. Like, it's like sometimes you just whip your phone out and you don't even know what's going on, you know? I definitely hear you on that one. Um, my husband is extremely social. And I swear to God, would, like, go to parties every night if he could. Um, so that can be really difficult for us. He sometimes, like, forces me to be uh, more social, which I, I like and I think it helps me. <laughs> yes. um, but, like, it is a hard situation for me. And oftentimes, like, I just have to tap out, you know? Like, my tank gets full of being social and I'm like, I got to go. <laughs> I know. And his is never full. That's what that's the difference between an introvert and extrovert, though. Yeah. They, like, they get energy from... And I get exhausted. Right. Like, and it's not that you don't like connection no. and things like that, but yeah. it's like you need to refill your tank mm-hmm. by taking a breather every once in a while yeah. or just being with yourself. And then you have the energy to go out and make those connections that are life-giving, but you can't just do it endlessly like a like a yeah. social treadmill. Yeah. Some people can. It's just funny. But we need both types of people in the world, No, right? we do. And I think that's like a huge misconception though too with introverts, what you just explained. It's like for so long, I... We're not antisocial. Yeah. Well, I kind of am sometimes. 
I know. I mean, I am. Yeah. But no, I mean, like, I, I think it's interesting because for the longest time, I always thought that I was um, extroverted because I didn't understand the difference between the two. And then once I um, became an adult, I realized I am, in fact, not. And I kind of learned more about what the difference between the two, you know, personality types are. And I was like, yeah, I'm not that. Like, I only thought that I was, you know, but I'm not. Yeah. You can be outgoing and be an introvert. Yeah. Which I think is probably where you got confused. Yeah. No, 100% it is. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, it is. It's very cool. But I think a lot of – I think it is something that people are talking about more now and I think it's important. I'm going to keep on keeping on, trying to make new friends here in this uh, new place, Seattle. So if any of our listeners live in Seattle, hit me up. I'm free to hang. Don't be scared. <laughs> um, seriously, I hope though. that works. I hope someone actually reaches out. I hope they do too, genuinely. Like I have only been here for a few months and I'm looking for some friends, you know. In classic Tiffany, the way this day is going, I'm at 11% battery, so... Um, our episode is going to be forced to close soon, but I want to end it on this quote that you wrote down that I really like. Have you never heard that before? A version of it. And I'll tell you what my version is. Okay. It's a little different, but you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, which is Jim Rohn. Yeah. He's like an inspirational author person. But there are a lot of variations of it out there, yes. I heard a version of it, like the evil cousin of this quote. <laughs> and I heard it through my dad harping it to me in a negative light as I was growing up. Oh, um, and he didn't I love that your dad shared that. Or whatnot. Yeah. No, not this exact quote, but it was birds of a feather flock together. Right. It, same. Oh my God, you're totally yeah. right. It used to be used against me when he didn't approve of my friend group or whatever. Yeah. Right. It's never really used in a positive way. So I think that's so interesting because I was reading about this statement and reading like about some of the like studies and science behind it and it makes so much sense and like even looking back and like putting myself in like your dad's shoes which is like so creepy but like still like you know someday (laughs) someday we'll be parents right. So you're obviously we're influenced by the people that we're around right like you can't hang out with a bunch of toxic people that are negative and like doing shit with their life and expect your life to be positive and happy and successful. It just doesn't work that way. I didn't understand. I was like, no, I'm me. I'm not going to – just because they do this, I'm not going to do that. Exactly. But in hindsight, it's totally true. I mean, why – that's the headspace you're in. That's yes. the – That's so It just makes sense. Even – do you ever notice, like, even your laugh starts to change? Uh, Yeah. Your voice. <laughs> so – What you're ta- – the way that you, uh, ex- you know, pronounce certain words and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. It's – Yeah. It's so weird. Crazy. I – I don't know, like, it's something that I've been thinking about, though, um, for the past, like, two or three years, <laughs> um, as I've been, like, kind of navigating and evaluating some of my friendships. And I say that, like, not in, like, a, like, oh, I'm, like, grading all my friends. I just mean, like, I kind of was taking stock on my life, if you will, and, like, seeing, yeah. like, okay, like, where um, am I getting the most value? Like, where should I put more time in? Whatever. Like, I kind of realized, okay, like, who are those people? And it changes, right, at different points of your life. Like, right now, for me, those five people are honestly my husband and, like, my family, to be honest. And a lot of that is because I just moved, right? Like, I don't see you that much, Tiff, but we talk mm-hmm. a lot. So, I mean, I guess I could include you as one of those people. But, um, like, the people that I actually, like, physically spend the most time with would be my family right now. Um, and – yeah. Uh, but there are times when I think back 
of maybe, you know, like different times when it was different people that those five people, you know, accounted for. And like, I didn't like myself so much then, you know, like I can think back to those times and I'm like, man, like, I wish I would have noticed that more, you know, been more mindful to that. But I think it's totally true. It is. The one thing I like about that quote, the average of five people is that, and one thing I love about my friends is I find them to be so inspiring in their individuality and their unique life paths. Like, I feel like I've, I have this like cool collection of people that I genuinely admire and think are awesome personalities and also doing great things that inspire me. So I do think that like it's important to be your own individual and not all be clones of each other and that everyone should strive to maintain their own sense of individuality. But naturally you have something linking you together and it makes sense. So I like that this quote says you're the average of the five people. It's not versus birds of a feather flock together. It's like you are all the exact same person. Yeah, 100%. I see that. I think my five, you definitely made the list. Justin, I we're we talk so much. I know we do. I know it's okay. I don't have to be in your top five. It's whatever. Just back to my fear of unrequited friendships. You are in the top five but, of my heart. Oh, thanks. So yeah, then of course there's my husband who yeah. I spent a lot of time with. <laughs> um, and then you know all the people that I again like a lot of my friends. I have a couple friends who live really close to me that I see very often, and then I have. Some really good friends who don't live in the state anymore, but I stay in close touch. Um, Anyways, I like this quote and it rings really true. Like when I look at myself, I do kind of see a little bit of their influence in me. Yeah. And then I also see pieces of them that I would like to be. You want to learn from them though. And you, yeah. yeah. Oh man. Okay. I'm at 7% in the red. We've got to end this, but. I really like that conversation. I did too. I hope our listeners do too. I liked hearing what your perspective of me in high school, et cetera, was. You definitely didn't disagree that I can't dance. So at least we're on the same page I don't there. remember that you can't dance. Like, I don't think I can dance, but I love to dance. And I dance all the time. I know. But I don't think I'm good at it. But like, we could, we should dance. We can dance after our coffee tomorrow at we Big Al's. <laughs> yes. Okay, perfect. Coffee at Big Al. Otherwise... Thanks, everyone, for listening. Yes. would love to see or hear about your friendships and how they've changed over time and what you've learned you need in a friend. Yes. Please share with us. We want to hear from you guys. Um, if you have any questions or any, you know, ideas of things you would like to, us to discuss on the pod, um, please share that as well. Thanks for listening. Yes. <laughs>